0: He is risen risen. just wanted to make sure you guys didn't forget Uh, may we always celebrate our risen savior Um, turn with me to john chapter 10 we're actually going to hang out again in verses 1 through 18 Uh, we hit that last week uh, with our easter sunday talking about our good shepherd who laid down his life for us took it up again to conquer sin and death Uh, laid his life down to protect us as the door as a shepherd or as our savior and messiah Uh, and i want to go back to this passage and look more at this interaction between the shepherd and his sheep who are us by the way Uh, so turn with me and read john chapter 10 verses 1 through 18 it's going to sound very familiar truly truly i say to you he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because he, I laid down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. So we have, up until this point, and we've seen this all throughout the book of John... This interaction with the religious leaders, the Pharisees, and Jesus. Uh, Jesus is butting heads with these religious leaders because they are so locked in on the teaching of of Moses, the law. Like, this is the proper way. We know a Messiah is coming, but they completely do not see Jesus as a Messiah. And here Jesus is claiming to be from God, the Son of God, saying that it is only through him that there is going to be life Only through him that there is living water, the bread of life. Now he's claiming to be the good good shepherd, uh, and it's causing some issues. Uh, And the religious leaders have hated this so much that when we go back to chapter 9, we see this man who was blind, who Jesus healed. They didn't care about that. They were like, hold up, this happened on the Sabbath. Uh, These rules were broken. These laws were broken. You know, what are you doing? And so they kick uh this man who had just been been uh saved and healed his name's bob by the way if you remember um they kick him out of the synagogue which basically is excommunicating him even from his culture uh, and his family and now we roll into chapter 10 where we have the picture of jesus sharing him or showing himself as a good shepherd so imagine if you will bob getting brought into the fold the flock. Uh, with jesus he does have a place to go he has um, a savior a shepherd a messiah in jesus and so as we go through chapter chapter 10 we're going to see that jesus is making it pretty clear he is the only way it's not going to go through law it's not going to be through uh, some great prophet it's not going to be any other way he is the only way he is the only door it's not going to be the law or all this religious rigmarole of Jewish leaders and these extra rules and uh, guidelines that they kept setting up, uh, it is going to be only through the Messiah. And we see how much uh, the Jewish leaders have have tweaked um, this covenant and have have tweaked these things that have added all these weird rules. And by the way, if you don't follow all of them, you're not going to make it. Uh, You will die by the law and there's there's no hope in what they have set up to the point that we need a shepherd Uh, we need a savior christ has to come has to redeem uh, ourselves to him and so there's a picture of this back in ezekiel turn with me to ezekiel chapter 34 verses 2 through 10 here's a picture of the the that has happened and why we need jesus to come to shepherd uh the the sheep to save us Uh, ezekiel chapter 34 and i'm going to read verses 1 through 10 says the word of the lord came to me saying son of man prophesy against the shepherds of israel prophesy and say to them even to the shepherds thus says the lord god ah shepherds of israel who have been feeding yourselves My sheep were scattered. They wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth with none to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely because my sheep have become to pray and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts, since there was no shepherd and because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, But the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed my sheep. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths, that they may not be food for them. So there is a need for a shepherd. There is need for uh, God to intervene, And that happens to be through his son, Christ Jesus, who comes. The word became flesh to come and to be the good shepherd. And so here Jesus has come, the true door, allowing the only way to the Father, allowing the only way to eternal life. Um, And it's not religion. The sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He come and is coming to get the sheep, those who are his, to, to lead them out and to get them um, into the, this right relationship with God. And Jesus calls his own sheep by name because they are his. Uh, their names are written up from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the lamb who had been slain. They have been given to him by the father. And after calling the sheep, Christ leads them out of this fold, goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him. And so, too, in our salvation, Jesus calls us, his sheep, leads us out to the fold where we are kept and taking us to the green pastures and quiet waters. Uh, This is the need of the good shepherd. This is why Christ has come, uh, to ultimately give his life as a sacrifice in his shed blood to cover our sins, to rise again to conquer sin and death so that we are in a right relationship with the Father our sins are forgiven. We have a good shepherd uh, that leads us, that guides us, and we follow. So I'm going to take the rest of our time to kind of hit three major points. Uh, one is hearing. Um, what, it, what it means to hear the shepherd. We're going to see in verse 3 that the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And then knowing. What does it mean to know the shepherd? What does it mean for the shepherd to know us? And then sharing. Sharing. Uh, that there is a great uh, privilege that we have to be part of the work of God and sharing the good news of the shepherd, but also to share with one another, to encourage one another, to realize we aren't the only sheep in the fold. There, there are others. So look at verses 3 through 5. It says, The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his, his own, he goes before them, And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. So hearing. Um, In the East, with shepherds, uh, they a lot of times will gather together with other flocks from other shepherds, uh, and they will go to a cave or to an enclosement uh, that they want their sheep protected, and they will sometimes share that, with other shepherds and then morning comes uh, it is time for them to go and a shepherd will come over here another shepherd here another one distant enough and then they will start calling out for their sheep it might be a sound it might be their voice a certain tone or intonation that their sheep are used to and the sheep will go to them Uh, they don't have to kind of herd them and push them along they, the sheep will simply listen for the shepherd's voice and go to their shepherd um, without any confusion. And knowing that so much time is spent with the, sh- the, the sheep, uh, the shepherds spend 24-7. Uh, they have to guide them during the day. They have to protect them, make sure they're safe at night. And I don't know about you, but if you've hung out with a uh, certain amount of people or certain animals or just things you kind of start naming them right um and i imagine that all the sheep and it is it was pretty common for the shepherds to name the sheep uh, which no doubt included stumpy or curly or goofhead you know what i mean just some weird random names that that a shepherd might call them now don't laugh Cause you're like, there are, who counts and names random objects, and especially at work, you're having to watch a bunch of stinky sheep. No, we name our animals, don't we? I guarantee you there's not a single dog in a home in America that doesn't have a name, right? Even dog, at least, but you name your dog, your goldfish, your guinea pig, you know, if you have cats, I don't know if anyone has cats, but you name your animals, right? And And so... Here is this, this picture that a shepherd guides his sheep. He calls them by name, and they do know his voice. Uh, they understand who, the sound of their shepherd. Um, I'm going to share Rosie's story. I love my dog. Have I told you that? I love Rosie a lot. She's a puppy, though. Um, but I do love Rosie. Very, very cute dog. I've got pictures even. I did miss her, actually carrying her. I had to go away for a few days. I did miss Rosie. Um, And a really cool thing happened the other day because, like, I have a certain ringtone for Carrie. She has a certain ringtone for me. And just the other day, I had called Carrie. It was like lunchtime or something. I was going to run an errand. Phone goes off with my ringtone Well, Rosie perks up. And she goes and runs to the door waiting for me. Wasn't that cute? Okay, so, so the sheep, the animals, will pick up on the voice of their shepherd or, or whoever is taking care of them. Um, and he calls his own sheep by name. And what a privilege and honor that is to know that Jesus knows our name, uh, which is amazing. Uh, and even of greater significance, uh, we have Jesus who died and rose again he hangs out for a little while and then ascends to heaven, which, by the way, wasn't he supposed to be with us all the time? But could you imagine him, you know, hey, see you later as he ascends to heaven? Now, well, our shepherd l- has left us. No, he hasn't, because he has gone to heaven to be at the right hand of the Father. Romans eight thirty four says Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that, who was raised Who is at the right hand of god who indeed is interceding for us his work wasn't just done at the completion of the resurrection he is continuing to work and to intercede for us so imagine this jesus is hanging out with the father talking about us by name interceding for us that is our good shepherd that is our great shepherd who loves us who knows our name who we know his voice and he knows us <clears throat> and the sheep hear his voice but here's my question to myself to us this morning how distinct is the shepherd's voice to you how distinct is the voice of Jesus from any other from anything else going on in social media in the news and work and people's opinions in your life how distinct is the voice of Jesus that we can hear him And know him what authority does his voice have in our life that when we hear we go and we go to follow and only until we become familiar with the voice of jesus are we actually going to be able to distinguish his voice from others and how important is that especially today so how do we listen to the voice of the shepherd over everything else one is by looking at his word being familiar with his words And we have scripture to be able to dig in and have the authority of scripture in our life. And I pray it's more than just when Pastor Randy is reading to you in a sermon or a Bible study that we are taking an opportunity to to see this gift of the, the word of God in our hands, the voice of Jesus, that truly the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Can we say that? Is it so distinct from everything else that we're dealing with? Another way is prayer. If prayer is talking to God and it's a conversation, when is the last time that we offered a prayer, prayer requests, and then finished our list and we're like, amen, thanks, and off we go? When is the last time we prayed and actually stopped and listened uh, and and saw the work of Jesus throughout uh, the answering of our prayers? He's not always going to answer. And we're not ever, may, may never hear the actual audible voice of Jesus. Um, but he is at work. Uh, and we, when is the last time that we prayed and took a moment to stop and to listen? By the way, prayer pods happening soon. Okay, an opportunity to do more than just praying for a meal, praying when we pray during service. And then look at James one twenty two. What does James one twenty two say? To not only be hearers, but what? Doers, okay? It's one thing to know the voice of jesus. It's one thing to know scripture. Hey, i've got that memorized But then are we going to follow are we going to do it? Are we going to obey the word of god and not only hear the voice of jesus our shepherd But are we willing to go and to follow and to be with him and to let him guide us and direct us and by the way In my old age, I hear it gets worse the older you get But if I really want to hear something or hear someone speak, I kind of need to get closer Right. How close are we to jesus? How close are we in our relationship that we are pursuing him? He is our first priority uh, To be the first voice uh, To listen to in our life And so hearing jesus hearing our shepherd is so important and then knowing him down in verse 14 and 15 says, I am the good shepherd, I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And to know in Greek is gnosko, and this implies a relationship of trust and intimacy. It's more than just knowing. Okay, you can know facts about someone. Um, I can probably answer a few, couple of questions about most of you in this room, because I know you. But I really know Carrie. And do you know why I really know Carrie? Because I've devoted my life to her in marriage. And so my first earthly relationship priority is my wife, Carrie. So I know her because we spend a lot of time together and we have times of intimacy that we share our lives with each other. And that is knowing. It is so much closer, this word knowing, to love than just knowing. So do we know our Shepherd? Because he knows us, um, this relationship that Jesus shares—that uh, that knowing him and him knowing us—is is similar to this relationship between the Father and the Son, who know each other, who love each other. A picture of this is in John 17, which we'll get to at some point. I don't know what date or what year, but John 17 verses 25 to 26 gives kind of this picture of moving of of knowing and loving and what this means oh righteous father even though the world does not know you i know you and these know that you have sent me i i made known to them your name and i will continue to make it known now watch what happens that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and i in them so this knowing is a deep knowledge a deep Knowledge that leads to love and affection and true knowing of our shepherd. And just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. We're not going to attain this perfect relationship between the Father and the Son, Uh, that amount of love and knowledge. Um, And mainly because we deal with sin, we are imperfect. But isn't it amazing this picture of the shed blood of Christ Jesus to make us righteous, to give us forgiveness? so that we can enter into a relationship with the father and the son because of our sins forgiven because of our shed the shed blood of our savior of our shepherd jesus takes care of that in his death and resurrection and he laid his life down for us why because he loves us and he truly knows all about us Uh, jesus said not only that he knows our name but he knows us Imagine as a shepherd comes in from the rest of the day, they've been wandering and and finding green pastures, finding water to drink, and they come back in for safety for the night. The shepherd is going to check out every one of his sheep, make sure there are no injuries, make sure they're okay, make sure they have eaten. That is the love and care that the shepherd has given the sheep. And the good shepherd knows when we sit down and knows when we rise up. He knows our thoughts and our path and is acquainted with all our ways. Jesus knows all about us, every aspect. By the way, I'm still blown away that he loves me anyway. Um, That is a good shepherd who loves us and has laid his life down. By the way, it is a matter of life or death. It is vital that we know this good shepherd and the one who sent him. John 17 again in verse three says, and this is eternal life. That they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. It's it's eternal life to know the Shepherd, to know Jesus, to know the Father who sent Him. If we don't know them, then we do not have a relationship with them. We do not have eternal life. And oh, we be, he better know us because it's it's a bad situation if he doesn't know us. Uh, Matthew seven. And this is a familiar passage, 21 to 23. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of the Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? Hey, I know a lot about you. going to throw your name around. No, what does Jesus say back to them? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you depart from me you workers of lawlessness we better know the shepherd and the shepherd better know us and i pray if there is someone in here who is not a hundred percent sure that you know jesus as your savior and lord that you come talk to me come talk to someone so that your questions can be answered so that we can pray for the holy spirit to work in your life uh, for you to fully understand what that means because there are people who don't know There is a lost world outside the walls of this church who desperately need this shepherd. And there are many more sheep who need to be here, who need to be in this flock and in this fold. And so this leads me to my last point of sharing. Sharing the shepherd. Um, By the way, there's going to be more sheep in our fold and our flock. So we've got to be willing to share Jesus. It's not just about us. It's about all those who are going to be uh, his sheep and to be called by him verse 16 and 17 says and i have other sheep that are not of this fold i must bring them also they will listen to my voice so there will be one flock one shepherd for this reason the father loves me because i lay down my life that i may take it up again the other sheep here are the gentiles because the jews thought they had it all together and Jesus came to, to lead uh, those who would follow him out uh, from Judaism. But the promised people, that they were locked in, they had this covenant. And, and in this situation, there were two people in the world, Jews and Gentiles. Gentiles were everyone else, and we would fall into that category now. But understanding that Jesus is like, look, it's not just y'all, there's a lot more sheep that i need to go and to get who are going to be to are going to call me shepherd who are going to call me savior and lord and there is that was a great um, shock to the system because the jews hated the gentiles the gentiles hated the jews um, in, in ephesians we see that christ came even on the cross to break down that wall break down that host, that hostility ephesians 2 says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. So there's true unity, true unity between the Jews and the Gentiles and that should define our church. That to define this, this local flock, this, this fold is that We are one flock under one shepherd, regardless of race or culture or background. We all are under the leadership and guideship of Jesus Christ as Lord and our shepherd. One flock, one shepherd. It has been amazing. The mission trips I've gone on, even within the country, but to Guatemala and Belize and Bolivia, to show up to a country I've never been to did a little bit of research but never experienced the people in the culture and to be immersed in their life and in their situation and then to come across those who are saved and sheep also under the same shepherd and to have that instantaneous bond of love in Jesus Christ is amazing. And so to understand this world of, of believers, the the church, around the world who are under this one shepherd under this love of the father through jesus uh, and understanding this bond that we have this unity that we have because of jesus as one shepherd and one flock and he's shocking them by saying look we have more there are going to be people you disagree with that you hate that you don't know that you don't understand we're going to be together be together in one flock By the way, here's a great setup for the Great Commission to go into all the world to make disciples of all nations. We don't know who God has who the Father has given to the Son, but we are to be obedient to share the love of Jesus with everyone. And then we have a another beautiful picture in Luke chapter 15, another picture of a shepherd uh, who left his 99 because there was one loss that he had to go uh, to pursue. Luke 15:4 through7 says, "What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country, and go after one that is lost until he finds it." And when he has found it, he lays, on, lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost." Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. So here's this great call to not only uh, be willing to share our Jesus, our shepherd, with everyone, but to be aggressive in, in sharing the love of Christ to those who are lost and those who desperately need a shepherd and a savior. So as we wrap up this morning... Are we one of the sheep? Have we chosen Christ Jesus to be our shepherd? Have we heard his voice? Have we gone to follow, to obey, and allowed him to guide us and to lead us? Are there things that we can do to continue in our faith journey uh, to listen better, to know and to to dig into the word and to we will never know enough and never fully understand Christ uh, and the things of God and the work of the Holy Spirit that's awesome. We could be a Christian for a thousand years and never attain enough. So there's always that pursuit of knowing Jesus and then to follow him, to trust and obey, uh, to look for ways to serve others in his name because of all that he has given us. Please close with we in prayer. Father, as thank you for this morning uh, that we have just looked again at what great sacrifice Christ gave us, uh, laying down his life, for us. In desperate need, we cannot do this without him. Father, I thank you for this opportunity that we uh, can continue to know more of our shepherd, to hear him. Father, I pray for open ears and hearts, for the guidance and direction that he continues to give us. Father, thank you for this hour that you've given us in worship, and that we have truly opened our hearts to you and what you need us to hear this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you.